Your body is more than appearance. In fact, it's so much more than appearance. It's almost laughable that we view ourselves in this way and that culture wants to view women through the lens of just what they look like. You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. All right, we are back with another episode of Confidently She. I am your host, Rebecca Biggie. And before we get into the episode, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to ask you, how much water have you had today? Every single day. Isn't it a little like tiring sometimes? I feel that way. <laughs> it's like, man, every day I got to take care of this body. I got to drink my water. I got to feed this body. I got to move this body. Like It's like a part-time job taking good care of your body. And if you're doing it right, it should feel like that sometimes. You, you have to pay attention to your body and give it what it needs. And part of what it needs right now in this moment, I guarantee you, is a little more water. So go get a full glass. You're going to want to be hydrated for this. If you want to steal my tip, get yourself a really big water bottle. Fill it to the top in the morning, and by the end of the day, if that sucker isn't gone, you chug it down because at least you have, what, like 40 ounces of water for the day, right? That's my little hack. Let's get into this episode about feeling like you are what your body looks like, feeling like you you are the appearance of your body. That is your identity. That is who you are. Why we feel this way as women, what to do about it, what's actually true because that's not true. So we're going to dive into this. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about because this is what helped me shift the quickest and and the most like light bulb moment. Oh my God, this is what is true. Not all the stuff that I was told you know, growing up, not all the stuff that I saw in movies and TV shows. And, and that is what we will get to in a minute. So why do we think of ourselves first and foremost as a body? Well, because that's how people talk about women. <laughs> like we didn't make that up ourselves. That's not just something that I was like, hmm, you know what? I want to identify as my body. I want people to judge me based on what I look like. I want to feel good when I look good and feel bad when I look bad. I want to have my identity based on something that is subjective and changes all the time. No, I did not decide that on my own. That is something that I was trained to believe growing up in this culture. Because that's how we talk about women. What's the first thing people talk about when they're talking about a woman? What does she look like? <laughs> that's the thing we talk about. And obviously, this has gotten a lot of focus over the past 10 years or so when people will interview celebrities and ask women questions uh, about, you know, 
how do they do their hair? Where is their dress from? You know, how long does it take them to do their makeup? How much do they weigh? What's their diet and exercise routine? You know, and then they ask the guys like, what's your inspiration for this project? <laughs> right? And it's just like, uh, anybody notice the difference between these two lines of questions? I do. So we we start to see it, but it's not enough to just see it. You have to do something about it. And that's something that I do with my clients. And that's something that I do in other areas of my life as well. When I see a problem, you take the steps to get to the end goal that you want. Okay. It's not enough to know that a problem exists. You have to do something about it. And the only way to do something about it in an efficient way is to map out a plan. And so when you realize I'm putting my identity in my body, okay, how do you realize that? Because sometimes that's even like a, a concept that's hard to digest sometimes. So there are a couple ways you can do this, actually. There's, there's a way that you can identify as your body in a way that's complementary and in a way that's critical. So the complementary way to identify as your body is saying things like, I'm so sexy. Okay. I'm beautiful. I look really good today. Okay. These are compliments that you're giving yourself, right? But your I am statements are linked to your appearance. That subconsciously is telling you, I am my body. If I look good today, what does that mean? My body looks good today. I think the way I look looks good today. But over time, the more often you say, I am this, I am that related to your body, the more ingrained it is of this belief that I am my body, my body is my identity. Same thing when we talk about things like I'm skinny, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm fat. I can't wear this today. I'm just so fat. I'm bloated, okay? These are ways that we identify I am fill in the blank. And we pick this up from how we see other women talking about their bodies, right? I'm gross. <laughs> That's not a complimentary one, by the way. That would be a critical one. I'm gross. I'm fat. I'm ugly, okay? We say these things to ourselves. I'm pale or I'm really tan. And depending on, on how you want to look, some of these words could be used as a compliment or a criticism. It, it doesn't matter because it's all so subjective that any of these identifiers could be a compliment or a criticism just depending on the goal you're trying to reach and the expectations you have with your body. But at the end of the day, all of them are harmful because they're all telling you that your identity comes from your body, which it does not. So the truth of this is you are not your body, and I'll prove that in a minute, but even if you were, let's just like walk down this line of logic for a second because I love doing this. So it's like, okay, I'm going to make the argument that you are not your body, but let's say you don't buy it, okay? Let's say you're like, you know what, Rebecca, that argument doesn't hold water. I don't believe you. I will, until the day I die, identify as my body. Okay. I mean, you're free to do that. I disagree, but... Even if you will identify as your body, let's think about that for a second. Okay, what is the purpose of your body? The purpose of your body is not to stay thin, avoid aging, 
and be sexually attractive to every person you see. That can't be the purpose of your body because your body is actively working against that, isn't it? How could the purpose of your body be to stay young when you are aging? Like, like just from a fundamental, and I'm like pointing at my head right now, like think about that for a second. Just from a logical perspective. That doesn't make any sense. The purpose of something is going to be reflected in what it does naturally, right? So maybe the purpose of your body isn't to look good. So then you can't measure your body's worth based on appearance because that's not what its purpose is. Your body is more than appearance. In fact, it's so much more than appearance. It's almost laughable that we view ourselves in this way and that culture wants to view women through the lens of just what they look like because it's like, listen, my body is able to do so much more than just sit here and not eat anything so that I stay thin, okay? My body is able to do so much more than me trying not to get wrinkles. But culture wants women to sit quietly and be pretty. Look at the Instagram accounts that have millions of followers. What are these women doing? Nothing. <laughs> I realized this the other day. I was like, these, the, the pictures of these women in these accounts that have like millions of followers, what are they actually doing? Nothing. They are pretty women sitting there doing nothing. And... It's just interesting to me that it's like, okay, this is what the majority of people are saying they want to see from women. That's interesting. That's interesting to me. That's not what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to look at my body as more than that and not care about getting the approval from other people because if that's what it takes to get your approval, I don't want it. If, if you approving of me looks like me sitting here, starving myself, working out constantly so that I can look a certain way when I'm naked, your opinion doesn't matter to me. It really, really doesn't. So think of all the things that your body does apart from the way it looks. It's actually amazing. And when you dig into that, you you really do start to laugh at yourself. Like, oh my gosh, I was literally measuring the worth of my body based on how much it weighs rather than the fact that, you know, it allows me to hike up Runyon Canyon anytime I want. It allows me to swim in the ocean. It allows me to hug my friends and family. And just on a basic, basic everyday level, uh, it's digesting all of my food and turning it into energy that I can use to actually like do things. Like what? <laughs> Blood is pumping through my body. Excuse me. Like that's, that's insane. That's crazy. Like our bodies are crazy cool. The more I talk with my friend Ryan, who is a doctor now, Dr. Ryan, about about our bodies and the physiology and everything that they do. I'm just like, that is amazing. Like, just look into what the liver does. And you've got a dozen other organs that are working day in and day out doing cool stuff for you. It's actually amazing. Like, it's, it's so incredibly objectifying to view our bodies just for what they look like. It's like going to the Vatican and being like, mm, there's no AC. I don't really like it here. Like, excuse me, do you know where you are? You, 
you are in Vatican City. You are in the place where like the Pope lives. You are in the the chapel, the Sistine Chapel, where Michelangelo painted on the ceiling. Like, get out of here about your AC. Like, nobody cares. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) I get really passionate about the Sistine Chapel and how we view and measure our bodies. So even if you want to put your identity in your body for a little while longer, that's fine. I've also shown you just now why measuring your worth based on your appearance is bananas crazy, okay? But you have to think about this. Like, how often do we say things like, you know, you're beautiful or you're skinny or, you know, you, you're sexy or you're, you're a size two? you know, you're a brunette, you know, which is all of these things are technically true, but it's like your body wears a size two. Your hair is brown. The the more you identify as these things about your body that can change, the more you set yourself up for an identity crisis when your body changes. Whereas otherwise, it's just like, oh, this looks different. Moving on. Like, if you go around thinking, and I did this for years, I, part of my identity was I'm skinny. Okay, I'm skinny, I'm pretty, um, I'm the girl that everybody wants. Uh, here's a little insight into my younger self. Uh, I'm the girl that all the guys want. I'm skinny, I'm pretty, I'm funny, I'm smart. Okay, cool. But when some of those things started to change, when I gained some weight, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not like super skinny anymore. Like, I'm still thin, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a very healthy weight. I feel amazing about my body, but I'm not like skinny. Some people say that I am, some people say that I'm not. It's interesting because it's all relative and it's all subjective. But I had to stop identifying as being skinny. I'm like, you know, you're really not like a skinny girl anymore. You're like a, you're a woman with an ass and some hips and some thighs and you look great. But, you know, you're just, you're not skinny anymore, (laughs) Rebecca. And I had to process that. I was like, what? I Like, who am I if I, you know, if I'm not identified as like this skinny girl or as a size two when I went up to a size four and for a period of time I wore a size six and I kind of bounce around between those sizes. This is why we get sideways about buying different sizes in different clothing and different brands because we identify as I am a size blank. And if I do not buy a size blank, that means that I am good, you know, if it's a smaller size, or bad if it's a bigger size. Or if you're someone who's trying to gain weight, you know, it's bad if it's a smaller size and it's good if it's a bigger size. Do you see like how no matter where you are, there's always something else you could want. Your current body is someone else's goal body. That's the body they fantasize about at night. That's the body that when they see it on Instagram, they're like, how do I get that body? And the answer is, you don't. You stop worrying about it and you focus on your body and you ask yourself, what does my body need? Not what do I need, what does my body need? If you want a fast track 
to feeling more confident in your body in one afternoon. Yes, I said it, one afternoon. Register for the Showing Skin Workshop. This is an online virtual workshop that you can complete in one afternoon that teaches you to feel more confident in your body, whatever amount of skin you decide to show. Go to showingskinworkshop.com right now to register. That's showingskinworkshop.com. And I'll see you there because you and your body are different. So let's talk about that for a second. You and your body are different because let's say you lost all function of your arms and legs. Okay. Like quadriparaplegic, you cannot walk, you cannot use your arms. Even thinking about this right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, I do not want this to happen to me or to anyone else. Um, But let's say this happened. Would you still have the same thoughts and ambitions and feelings and ideas that you do now? Yes, you would. Would you still have the same sense of humor? Yeah, you would. Would you still have the same favorite movie, same favorite color? Would you like the same music? Yes, you would. Would you be limited to the things that you can do now? Of course. You can be limited by your body's limitations, but that doesn't change the essence of who you are. This is like the movie Freaky Friday. Okay, whenever I think about, you know, I am my body, what if your spirit traded places with someone else? Your insecurities would follow you there. Okay? Your personality would follow you into that body. You would not change who you are. I don't know if you've seen the Netflix special Behind Her Eyes, but it is really, really good. And it is like this Freaky Friday concept times 10. Um, It's amazing. It is like edge of your seat little bit, I, I, what do they call it? Like a thriller kind of show, but definitely not like gory or scary or anything like that, but just very like, Ooh, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh, is this person crazy? Yes. So behind her eyes, watch that show. And then you tell me if you still think that our bodies define who we are. They do not, but watch the show. It's really, really good. So then what does? Okay. This is the natural next question. Okay, Rebecca, you've convinced me. I I don't think that I am my body anymore. And you've also convinced me that my body has a lot more to it than just the way it looks. And I'm going to focus on that instead of what I look like. So, but if I'm not my body, then who am I? Right? We see this in culture so much we that women are identified as their body. And then as a result, women, we identify as our body. It's not like it started with us. Don't let the patriarchy fool you. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. It did not start with you. It is not your problem. It is how everyone has spoken about you and people who look like you your whole life. That's why it's an issue. And as I point this out, I want you to start taking notice of when this happens. 
once the veil is removed from your eyes, you can't unsee it. You can't unhear it. And it's kind of like at, at a certain point, you get angry about it. You're like, oh my gosh, why? Like, can we please talk about something else? Like, this is so ridiculous. But then eventually after the anger has been processed, you just move into this area of acceptance and you're like, okay, yeah, they're doing that again. Ugh. Silly, silly people. When are they going to learn? Like you get through that. So don't, don't be discouraged or don't be like, don't let that take too much of your energy. If you start to get really annoyed or frustrated or irritated by how often you see this, because you're going to see it a lot. And my philosophy is whether or not you notice it, it's happening either way. So you may as well be informed and know, okay, this is an idea that I do not have to internalize. I can let this go. I don't have to see myself that way. Moving on. Okay. So take note of when you hear people talking about the way women look as the primary descriptor of who they are. It's interesting. So then who are you? If you are not your body, who are you? You need to create your identity and root yourself in things that are consistent and controllable. The reason you feel insecure is because right now, your identity is rooted in opinions and outcomes. Opinions of how good your body looks and outcomes of how can you control your body so that it looks a certain way so that you can get those positive opinions. And you can't control either of those things. You can't control outcomes. You can't control opinions. That's why you are insecure. Literally, the insecure, like just think about that word, not secure. You can't control it, not secure. You can't control opinions. You can't control outcomes. Don't put your identity in things that aren't secure. So then where do you put them? You put them in things that are consistent and controllable. And those things are your character your virtues, your attitude, character, virtues, attitude. Are you honest? Are you an honest person? How often do you lie or conceal the truth? Okay, that's something that you can control. Are you a committed person? When you say something, do you do it? How good are you at communication? Okay, these are virtues that you can develop as part of who you are. You can place your identity in things that make you really happy, things that make you really sad. So causes that you really care about. Maybe part of your identity is you are a dog lover. <laughs> you know, that's never going to change. <laughs> so that, okay, you love dogs. Whether you're in this body or another body, you are going to be a big fan of dogs. Maybe you have a real heart for children without parents, the foster system, adoption. That's something you can root your identity in. Maybe you're like me and you have a strong faith that is central to your life. Your identity is that you're a child of God. Your identity is in your creator who created you and what that person says of you. So think about things that are consistent and controllable. You almost can't even put your identity in your current job or even a career because that can change. 
You actually don't have control over that. You don't put your identity into a relationship. That can change. You don't have control over that. You can't say, my identity is, I am a wife. Or I am a mother. Well, you are today. But what happens when that changes? You are going to have a full-blown identity crisis. And the more tightly you hold on to identity influences that are outside of your control, I mean, fingers crossed, nothing changes. But when they do, that's when your life falls apart. And it doesn't have to. Not in that way. This is why when we gain weight as women, when we become pregnant and our body fundamentally changes through that process, we lose our sense of identity. We lose who we are because we're like, you know, I used to be this this young, hot person who would wear a crop top. And now, you know, I <laughs> I have got stretch marks on my stomach and just like loose skin. And I just like, I, I'm not that person anymore. No, you are that person. Your body just looks different. Your body just looks different. This is why we get terrified to get something as simple as a haircut. Terrified. We feel like we need to get permission from someone. Is it okay if I get bangs? Is it okay? What do you think? If I, if I chop my hair short, can I do that? What do you think if I go platinum blonde? Is that okay? Yes, it's fine. You're just changing the way your hair looks. You are not fundamentally changing anything about who you are as a person. Same with getting tattoos. Like people get so scared. They get so in their head. They overthink it. Oh my God, it's forever. It's permanent, whatever. Yeah. But you can't control if you're going to get into an accident and get some scar across your chest that's also permanent. You didn't pick that one and you're going to have to deal with it. But if you're holding on so tightly to exactly how your body looks right now, I can't let anything change. That's causing body anxiety. That's causing stress. That is a waste of energy and attention. And when I stopped putting energy and attention into controlling how my body looked, oh, the, I, can't, I can't even explain it to you. It is night and day difference when I wake up what's on my mind throughout the day and when I go to bed versus six years ago, seven years ago, always trying to see what people thought always trying to be the best looking girl in the room, always trying to get attention. Yeah, not anymore. So when it feels like you are the way your body looks, I want you to do a couple things. We talked about this, okay? So quick recap. Pay attention to identifying language that you are using. I am this. Are you that or is your body that? Are you a size two or do you wear a size two in that brand? Okay, so start there. Then ask yourself, what does my body do beyond look pretty? You know, I'm not just, I'm not just going to sit here and do nothing and look good. What does my body do? Give it credit for all the things that it does. Look into what your liver does for you every single day, what your kidneys do. It's insane. It's really cool. And then pay attention to how other people talk about women. Pay attention to how much the focus is on what she looks like, what she used to look like, what she looks like now. Appearance is the number one thing we talk about when we talk about women. And 
until you work through the the baggage associated with that and the anxiety and the stress and the the energy that you're putting into your body, you won't be able to open yourself up to focusing on what you actually care about, who you actually are. So then take some time to think about what are the things about you that are consistent and controllable. So something can be controllable without it being consistent, and you can identify as that. So for example, something about me, I love banana bread. I love making banana bread. I love giving banana bread to people. It's like one of my things. I love to do it. But at any point, that could change. Okay? But I have control over that. I can be like, you know what? I actually want to make muffins now. I want to make cupcakes. Or I don't want to make anything. And that is within my control. Right? So those are kind of preference things that you could loosely put your identity in. Like, oh, yeah, Rebecca loves banana bread and popcorn and spindrift. Like, those are things that I love. But at any time, I could change my preference and just as easily loosely put my identity in that. Like, as a fun little thing that it's like, yeah, this is something controllable that I'm going to identify as. It doesn't have to be consistent. It doesn't have to be part of your identity from cradle to grave. Like, that's another thing that I just really gave myself permission to change my mind. That's what confident people do. They change their mind. New information comes along. Okay, changing my mind. That's not a negative quality. That doesn't mean you're flaky. That doesn't mean anything. As long as you're actually like thinking about it and making an educated decision, not just like blowing in the wind, doing whatever, not consistent at all, unreliable, that type of thing. So that's what you do when it starts to feel like the way your body looks is who you are. Because of course, like at at some level, yeah, that is how we identify. Like someone could spot me and be like, oh, Rebecca, yeah, the girl with the brown hair, the bangs, she's about 5'8". Cool. Yes, technically that is me. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, your body has no bearing on your identity. Like that's just crazy, right? Like it's literally on your identification card, height, weight, eye color, hair color. Like, come on. But When it comes to like a soul level human identity, that's not it. Okay. That's what I have for you for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel like you aren't the only one who is feeling this way. I hope you drank some water. If you didn't have time at the beginning, get some now. And I will be back here next week with another episode. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode.